90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. How are you? Kelly, Sharon, I've got something to tell you. Oh, good. I'm doing great. You want to know why? (laughs) Yes, please. Because last night, I saw Elton John at the Bell Center here in Montreal. No. Yes. How is that possible? Dua Lipa? He was uh, on the screen when Dua Lipa sang (sighs) Cold, Cold Heart, her duet Uh. with Elton John. So, no, he wasn't physically at the Bell Center, but I had the best time of my life at the Dua Lipa concert. Elton John was on the screen. It was great. Look at the smile on my face. No kidding. What (laughs) an opportunity. Good for you. That's it. That's all I got to say. How was uh, the Dua show? How was she live? Dua was amazing. She was so sexy. I mean, she she looks good. She looks sexy. But in person, wow. Really? eh? You know that, you know, those artists that show up on stage and they genuinely look like they're happy to be there. Yes. And they're happy to just give out a show and rock those dance moves. That's we got an hour and a half of all of that last night. I'm so happy to hear that. I was curious to see what she'd be like live. And uh, it's it, like it's added value that she's happy to be doing it. So yeah, she can testify if it was all live or if there was a little bit well, of lip syncing, but it yeah. didn't matter, to be honest. She That's learned cool. her lesson a couple of years ago. Um, and I, we might have talked about this on the show because she was not getting rehearsal time in for something. And she did an award show and then got Uh-oh. slammed for it. Well, you know that yeah. dance move she did at the award show, the little hip thingy, it looks ridiculous. And she <laughs> oh. got a lot of backlash for that. But in during the show, she does that move again, but she's in this amazing suit and she rocks it. And so, you know, she's able to laugh at herself for that <laughs> disgusting move she did years ago. <laughs> and it's it's great. Love her. That's so cool. That's her I'm version of the you. Posh Spice left leg kick out. <laughs> Boo! Not everybody can do it. <laughs> and yet it seems anybody can do it. <laughs> um, interesting that uh, the way it all fell down, or played out rather, that uh, the Dua Lipa concert in Montreal happens to be six days before her appearance at the Oceaga Music Festival, also well, in Montreal. Now, it's the- just because she was scheduled to do the show that you would have seen last night. Obviously, two years ago. Yeah. Actually, um, just back in February. The date was February 22nd. That's uh, when the show was supposed to happen. Okay, yeah. so just another thing that got bumped. Yeah. And so sort of unfortunate that um, as a headliner of the big festival, anybody that might have been inclined to say, I'm going to see her again after what would have been an awesome show in February, uh, maybe just saw them last night and was like, I don't have to go to the festival. So... Well, I know that uh, people are really keen on making sure that a lot of people get to this festival because it is so cool and such a great draw, not just for Montrealers, but for uh, people around the world, because it does happen in line with uh, Lollapalooza and their lineup that happens on the same weekend in Chicago. Uh, so I wish them well. Basically, long story short, I hope people want to see the Dua Lipa again. Well, guess who's going back to see Dua Lipa again in six days? I'm going to guess you. Yours truly. Wee! 
But now let's get on with the show. Enough talking about Dua Lipa. Yeah. She's yeah. no 90s girl. We have got our uh, our now quotient all filled up thanks to Dua Lipa. Uh, we've got some more new music news actually from probably one of the most energized, funkified, and grooviest rock bands going who actually released a new album just six months ago. But there's more music coming from them in the fall. So we'll talk about that. And talk about a guy probably with enough characters in films uh, that would be impossible to remember. And yet, Fuel, a game that's been generated and named after him. So we're going to talk about the only role that Kevin Bacon wanted to revisit and how he might not get the chance to do that, but that he's holding out hope. Uh, Got some uh, Kelly's trivia. Got your 90s rewind for some fun summer memories. And we've got a couple of duos that are sharing some duties, one on TV and the other in music. So I thought that we should start there because we know, the three of us know, uh, that Britney Spears has people rooting for her. We know that because we are, in fact, rooting for her. There are even bigger celebrities than us. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Those were hard to find, (laughs) for sure. They are rooting for her, too. Uh, You just want good things to happen to good people, right? And she looks like she's deserving of some level of normal and obviously full reign on her uh, her own life. Uh, But what she's been doing in the getting back to work side of things is uh, she's been in studio And she's been with a guy that you saw on screen last night at the concert. So she has been in studio with Elton John. Yeah. And they're recording or re-recording one of his classics, which is cool because everybody seems to be tapping into that Elton vibe. And Elton himself is just this great uh, artist who digs new music and supports young artists and stuff like that. So they have decided to record one of his classics one of my all-time favorite songs. One that probably got more attention for people of a certain younger age, thanks to uh, Phoebe and uh, her character on Friends. Well, Phoebe is a character on Friends. Who interpreted the lyric of this song as, Hold me close, young Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> However, Britney Spears and Elton John are re-recording Tiny Dancer. And yeah. I am hoping to be pleasantly surprised. My fingers are crossed. Oh, I'm not so sure, though. Well, Andrew Watt is the producer on this, apparently, and he is like the master guru of all pop music these days. So if there's a chance of it being amazing with his hands in it, we're good to go. Well, if they can do what uh, what they did with, uh, you know, Dua Lipa and her cover of Elton's song to mm-hmm. make it something completely different and yet familiar at the same time. Uh, like I said, I'll be optimistic. I wish they were doing the song, I Don't Want to Go On With You Like That. I love that song. Oh, that's a great song. That'd be a good song. Yes. That way they wouldn't wreck Tiny Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, is be good, Sharon. Sharon is nervous. Sharon is nervous. Things are going to end well with this. I, I am. I really am. Uh, so that's where we start for today with a little dose of Britney Spears and seemingly a double dose of Elton John, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the other duo that has more to do with TV after we get in to do some trivia? Let's do it. Kelly, you're ready? I'm ready. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. So because this is our last show before the break, I'm making yes. sure to um, work on your brain cells. 
Oh, thanks a lot. Does that and mean just, those are going to be hard? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. And it's funny because Rachel, our listener from Australia, as we've Rachel. talked about on the show, she often comments on YouTube. And by often, I mean every episode. Um, Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> but she mentioned something. She's like, because I think there's been a few questions about Australia and Australian like politics or whatever. And she's like, how come I don't know any of this? <laughs> because she's from there. <laughs> Because you're living your free life, Rachel. Enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that this um, particular news and politics question is not Australian-based this week. So here we go. Um, crikey. It, <laughs> crikey. What's your, uh, your New Zealand one again for ginger bear? We'll need all hands on dick. <laughs> and again, it's because there's a couple of New Zealanders uh, on, uh, on the Below Deck show on Bravo. Got it. <laughs> so in, that's uh, why it's always going to be sailor speak. <laughs> <laughs> in 1993, secret peace talks between Israel and Palestine took place in which European city? Heads up, not Australia. Go. Adam. Go, Adam. Nice. Um, uh, Zurich? Zurich? In Switzerland? Zurich? Oh, uh, no, but good guess. That's actually a really good guess. Yep. Thank you. Is, That's all I can impressive. do. impressive. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Austria. Oh, I thought you had it there because you were heading in the right verbal direction, but then no. Oslo? Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just have to sound it out. If someone gives you a clue, take it. Yeah. <laughs> Oslo? <laughs> that even sounded uncomfortable for you to get that out. <laughs> it was. So yeah. It's accurate. Um, yeah. Where is Oslo? Is that in Sweden? Norway. 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 Yep. Um, and I would like to mention that as we've discussed, some of these, you know, questions actually have like 90s speak or, you know, exciting exclamation marks. But I guess because this was a, a serious topic, it was just Oslo. Wow. Say too. Yeah. Um, all right. I think you guys have a chance with this one. Um, and forgive me if I've asked it before, because I have another one if I didn't, but I didn't want to blow this if, we, <laughs> if I had asked it or hadn't asked it. In which country was the 1994 FIFA World Cup held? 1994. Great. I didn't ask this question before. You may have. I don't <laughs> think so. And we might not have known it then either. <laughs> uh, Sharon. Go, Sharon. Canada. Nope. No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, I'll go for the UK, but that can be right. No, uh, the US actually. They faked us all out with that. Yeah, 1994 wow. uh, World Cup, uh, FIFA World Cup. 90, I was uh, in the US, which I can't remember what city that would have been in. But ooh, there we are. Wow. I wonder if it was in multiple cities. Do you think? Probably not. Probably one city. Uh, I guess it depends, eh? A, eh? because uh, they do do it in. A couple of cities that are sort of within Yeah, like when they were in Africa, was it 2010? Didn't they have a few different cities when they were in Africa? You, I appreciate that you're asking me this question with some level of uh, implication that I would know. You scream you, footballer. You are, the, Sharon, well, you, are the, you are the soccer player in this uh, <laughs> collective, Kel. <laughs> so there were some uh, games played in New Jersey, Orlando, uh, Palo Alto, Wow. And Washington, D.C. Oh, so they did move it around. That's, that's yeah. kind of in the same area. It's at least in the same time zone, I think. Well, not Palo Alto is in California. 
Well, I take it back. <laughs> the others are in the same time zone. <laughs> well, you know what? Before we talk about uh, TV and the duo that's getting their thing on, uh, we want to make sure that you know that one of the greatest choreographers of our time and our very own Kelly Alexander have a cool experience called Just Dance, which is about... You guessed it. Just dance. <laughs> Just dance. And not the um, Lady Gaga song. Yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse it too. Uh, well, you know what? They uh, they gave us a sneak peek at what their show's kind of like. And you can still find that on YouTube. So when you get all set to subscribe, you'll know exactly what you're in for, which is Just Dance. <laughs> Gonna be okay. Just Imagine dance. getting to talk to someone who was so instrumental physically instrumental in uh, shaping how music looked, Mm -hmm. you know, to determine how people maybe conducted themselves in the clubs. Uh, But certainly that whole idea that music videos are this complement to the music that they're, I mean, technically two separate creations that um, uh, Tina is such a, a force within that realm that uh and that she's Kelly's friend. <laughs> and you're talking about <laughs> Tina Landon. I think Yes, we are talking about Tina Landon, of course. Yeah. Um full name. Like uh, cuz I spent some time with her one time. She's <laughs> just <laughs> Tina to me. Okay. <laughs> just Tina. Uh so yeah, you'll find that on YouTube. Get a sneak peek of what uh they streamed live the other night. And yeah. uh get set to enjoy it because they're going to be taking on some uh some really cool other big names on their show yeah so. i actually can can now announce that we dropped our um names for july like our our because uh, mm-hmm. you do have to subscribe if you want to watch just dance uh but not the live stream so if you do go to youtube.com slash kelly alexander show you can watch the live stream that we did a week ago and um and it was great because we were only supposed to be on for half an hour and it was going so well we did an hour oh wow because nice. we had so many people interacting on the chat feature Uh, asking really great questions and so tina um was gracious enough like i asked her when we hit 8 30 i said can we keep going for a bit and she's like yep (laughs) let's go so we did another half an hour which was great and i just the fans were amazing with such great questions and um and then yeah so then we did announce at the end of the live stream that our guests for july are uh nick flores and rj durell and they are currently um pink's main choreographers Ooh, yeah and they also did katie perry's super bowl performance wow yeah so these are pretty big dudes and they actually just did two i don't know if you saw a couple months ago step into the movies with Derek and julianne huff that was like a promoted show they were behind that they also were on that cbs show come dance with me that also oh that was so fun watching that show yeah so they were they're uh they're behind that show as well so and and nick danced with janet on the all for you tour back in 2001 and rj um helped choreograph for madonna amongst other cool so it's really it's a really cool interview they're so gracious and such fun guys and uh yeah and they spent like over an hour with us um so you can get it if you go to just dance so it's hy.page slash kelly alexander show and that's where you can subscribe to just dance Cool. H-Y dot page slash Kelly Alexander show. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, continued uh, just dance luck, Kel. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's pretty awesome. Um, so technically you would be, uh, are talking about, that would be talking about a duo who's working together. And yet I am talking about Mayim Bialik 
and Ken Jennings. Yes. They work together, but separately, and will continue to do so on Jeopardy. They seem to have found their groove with the two of them sharing hosting duties. So as a fan of that show and a supporter of uh, both of them, but I was really rooting for Mayim to uh, to find her space in that show, and I really think that she has. Uh, so I'm happy that uh, they figured that out. Yeah, She's also going to be choice. hosting Celebrity Jeopardy. Did you hear that part? Ooh, Celebrity Jeopardy. That's where they dumb down the questions a bit, yeah. and I feel smarter. <laughs> it's funny because I talked about this story on um, entertainment this morning on the talk station uh, that yep. I work for, and uh, the host goes to me, he's like, I find like the questions have gotten harder lately on Jeopardy. Like, what about you? I said, I'm not smart enough for that. I'm like, my goal in life is to spin the big wheel on the prices, right? That's about as much as my brain can handle. Well, it's funny that I don't know that the questions have gotten harder, but the grasp is not as strong, you know, like, like, I don't think you can blame the questions necessarily. And I remember seeing an interview with Alex Trebek probably like six years ago or so talking about the whole process of putting the show together. And then if they would ever happen upon a category that, uh, you know, nobody got the answers right in that category, then they would readdress and go, okay, well, we got to consider this or fix that or, you know, whatever. I'd like to tweak, to tweak things to make sure that that didn't happen again. And we've seen it that they just don't know the answers and I've known the answers and (laughs) I'm not trying to, you know, be self-deprecating or anything like that. But if I'm not getting on Jeopardy, okay. <laughs> However, I think it's like a like a generational divide that you still have to study the stuff that's over here, even though you're really strong here, you know. Mm-hmm. And they clearly have to. They, they clearly test out the questions right to before it goes on the show. They write the questions and they ask around. Well, ask around. I guess they have some focus groups where. Hey, you want a question? They go to the supermarket. (laughs) Everybody signs a bunch of NDAs and, you know, okay, we'll test out the questions. They have to go through some sort of vetting process to make it seem like it's a viable category, and yet sometimes they don't. Captain Crunch was an answer yesterday, so. Have you noticed, Sharon, seeing as how you watch the show? Because I I actually really have not watched it since um, Alex uh, passed away. Since he had such a hand in it, have you noticed? a difference in the lines of questionings and, and questions and what you're seeing now that he is no longer there? Like, have you noticed a difference? Um, A little bit, but I think that I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, Mike Richards involvement. Yeah. Cause he's not with the show anymore, right? No, he had to, uh, he had to leave all of it. Right. So he was the one for those that may not have been paying super close attention. He was the one that really did great in that audition process when they were trying people out I thought he was my favorite of everybody. And I thought, that's kind of cool because he's a producer on the show and he's been involved in whatever. And then it was determined that he had said some inappropriate things at some point in his past and blah, blah, blah. So he's not on the show anymore. And, and I think that maybe that also has something to do with it. His his absence, certainly Alex's absence from the show. But then to add that someone who'd been with the show for a few years and you know had impact on it, that would change it for sure. Did you so, see when yes. LeVar Burton was? Because I never saw LeVar Burton's audition. How was he? I thought he did well. Like, really well. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's so nice to listen to, you know? He sounds smart. Um, I, I think that Ken Jennings is obviously very smart. I think he's really softened somewhat, too. Um, Mayim has, uh, I think, come a long way, which is great, because she had some... 
crutchy things. And we look, I think, as uh, as radio people, broadcasters, we look at that stuff. We listen differently. We analyze differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we listen harder, I think. So it's kind of unfair. Um, but I found that uh, that she's come a long way. And same with Ken. Ken Jennings, I I think he's he's softened too. I I think for a guy that's won so much and is so strongly associated with that show, you know, for being such a winner, that uh, it didn't mean he's a broadcaster. You know, like mm-hmm. you still have to have an idea of how to do the show. And I think both of them are doing a good job. So uh, good for them that they get to stay employed. <laughs> There's that's that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we talked also about. Um, more new music coming from, what did I say, the, one of the funkiest rock bands going. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the fun fact is that it was just six months ago that they released their Unlimited Love album, which we had waited a little while for. And that brought uh, John Frusciante back to the lineup, which is super cool because he was with them in the early 90s. And, and then there was a, a split and whatever. He's back. All good. The deal is, though, that going into the recording sessions for the Unlimited Love album, they had 45 songs ready to go. Wow. And so even if you were to do a double album, chances are you're not using all 45. So they've had some leftovers. And now at the end of October, we're going to get an album called The Dream Canteen. No, sorry. The Return of the Dream Canteen. So all the leftovers from the (laughs) previous album. Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, They describe it as everything we are and ever dreamed of being. For guys that have been doing this for close to 40 years professionally, I think that's amazing to say that about an album that's not yet even been released. So these are guys that evolve, that continue to be interested in what they're doing, I think, that that are super solid as as musicians and performers. So it's super cool for that. And I think even if you read the Instagram post, um, they talked about the whole process of you know recording and the magic of bringing a song to life. And they said as a band, once we had found that slipstream of sound and vision, we just kept mining, which mm. is super cool. Mm-hmm. So the the beneficiaries of that kind of work are the fans. And we should probably quantify as well, because I know Adam used the word leftovers, but they were pretty clear in the message that these songs are just as good as the ones they had on the previous album, if oh, not yeah. better. Yeah, because they, they felt like, like they said, you know, they just kept mining. They had the, this groove going, so let's keep on. It's not just like... It is technically leftovers, certainly, but mm. it's great. I think it's great. I love it. It is. Can't wait to yeah. hear it. Yeah, it'll be cool. Super cool. So the end of October is when we'll get that. Talked also about Kevin Bacon, right? And that uh, he's done a, a lot of roles, but certainly enough to have generated the uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, which is incredible that it works every single time with anybody. Um. But there's one role he said that, you know, he does. He says he doesn't like looking back necessarily, but there was one role that he really was interested in revisiting, and that was the uh, role in Tremors. And what was supposed to happen from this movie from 1990 was that it was supposed to uh, be turned into a TV show. And then it didn't. It fell through. Fred Ward was in the movie. Um and I think he, Kevin Bacon was quoted as saying he was looking forward to working with him again. Fred Ward passed away. So he's obviously not going to be in the movie. You know uh, in, also in the TV series. In the movie was Reba McIntyre. Reba. Mm. And who was the kid? I don't remember, but she was great. Didn't she go around with like a sawed off shotgun? Like she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to go. Oh, man. 
So anyways, as it happens, um, the according to Kevin Bacon, he said the pilot was great. And uh, now they're not doing it. So he said it seems like for the time being it just died. But he also said never say never. So Kevin Bacon, also side note of shockery. And I'm not sure why I'm surprised by anybody's age at this point. But Kevin Bacon is 64. How? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, he just I don't, he barely turned sixty four, Kelly. So if you think he's still sixty three, that works. I thought he was like yeah. I thought he was like fifty eight, maybe. I know. You know who just that, turned fifty eight? David Spade. That's a bit bonkers. Mm. You know who just turned seventy nine? Mick Jagger. Jagger. That's crazy. Who, Paul who, McCartney, 80. Mick Jagger, 79. How young do you feel when I say that? <laughs> not young enough. I also still buy... Aren't we coming up to the one-year anniversary of Charlie Watt? Uh, yeah. Wasn't it August? Oh my gosh. I believe so. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. If it's August, I'm just blanking because I have a nap today and I'm tired. It was uh, August 24th. That's so fast, So we're still a man. month away, yeah. I would have thought later in the year, if I was to say, oh, when did that happen? I would have said December. No. Nope. Whoa. Whoa, bro. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so good on them for uh, keeping it alive. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> see, that's when you know I need a nap. <laughs> I'm going to take one now. Hang on. Uh, no, you know what? We are uh, near the end of this uh, glorious experience, but um, I did promise some... Uh, Memories from the summer of 1991. You go. You ready for this? Solid yeah. if, I were to, if I were to say summer, summer, summertime, you'd get all set to kick back and unwind. And you'd be doing it with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. 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 And along with the potential heat outside, Paula Abdul was really generating heat on the inside, too, with Rush Rush. Hurry, hurry, lover, come to me. Except she sang it better than that. Uh, quintessential <laughs> '90s band names like EMF. Wow, you're unbelievable. Yep, that. Um, and we can't say, of course, what EMF stands for. We want to stay. I don't know what EMF stands for. I'll tell you after. Okay. Yeah, don't but, don't make me have to edit this episode. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, can you tell me don't like Kelly scream? Can you tell me <laughs> one or two words? English. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Brits, how about Jesus Jones, who were right here, right, right now, now, in the summer of 1991, leaving their mark on our very favorite decade, and our very own Brian Adams with his song from the Robin Hood soundtrack that was on top of the charts. Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, such and a great song. 97 slow. times every day by every single radio station on totally. the planet. Oh my gosh, big ballad, great song, I great how, summer. I how many royalties he actually got off that, like, at its peak, you know? You know what, the 90s were great for him. He established himself in the 80s, that's for, cer for certain. He got uh, crossover success, and by that I mean success in the States, or success outside of Canada, with Heaven, which would have been in the mid-80s, mm -hmm. but with, uh, with everything I do, I do it for you, huge, huge. So, And remember when he like, did the... Uh, What's the name of the track with uh, Sporty Spice, When You're Gone? Is that it? When You're Gone. I love that song. They mixed her vocals lower. We've had that discussion. 
so I could sing along. That's why I appreciate. I appreciated that they did that. It drove me bananas. I'm like, her vocals are lower than his. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. nope. Well, then remember also when they they uh, there was a greatest hits package that he released, and then he redid the vocals with uh, Pamela Anderson. Oh, right. <laughs> Which didn't even sound different. So I don't know why they did it, but they did it. Mel C Strange. is the is the shiz. They should have kept her in. Oh yeah, she's great. She's yeah. the version. And you know what? That's your '90s rewind, you guys. Thank Appreciate you, Sharon. Um, the last, uh, the last of the season. Yes, before yep. uh, Sharon wraps us all up and and has the messages of of importance to get out, two songs for you guys to check out, um, and everybody who's listening should check out. Yep. So Lizzo's album came out special. Mm, she has a song on it. there which we may have discussed called Coldplay, where she sampled Yellow from Coldplay. Did we discuss that last week? I can't remember. I don't think, I don't we, did. think we did. Oh my god, you have to listen to the song. You have okay. to. It's amazing. And um, so that one, and then there's a UK. Uh, artist named Jessie Ware, who mm-hmm. is kind of like disco dance house girl. And she's just released a new song called Free Yourself. And honest to God, Ooh. if you don't like the song, something's wrong with you. Like, <laughs> like if you need Listen a song to, to work out to, if you need a song to pump in the car and scream out the window and have a good time doing it, this is the song. Cool. Um, I have one for you also. Okay, doke. I just am blanking on the name. <laughs> uh, That's oh, so happier than ever. Right? By who? Kelly Clarkson. Oh, her okay. version. Uh, that's her version of Billie Eilish. Uh, mm, you yes. wanna you wanna be seated for this song? Uh, yeah, because it's from her Kelly Oki album. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her delivery is down here, like super low and strong. And she hits this note somewhere in the middle that you're like, oh, my <laughs> God, just so good. Like if if you needed a song to, you know, release something that you've been hanging on to, this is the song. It's called Happier Than Ever. And it's, yes, the cover of uh, Billy. Yeah. And it's by Kelly Clarkson. It's so and good. Kelly, so good. what were those two titles you mentioned? So, so this Jesse Ware is Free Yourself and uh, Lizzo Coldplay. Amazing. And also, we got a message from Shane. He would like to confirm that he does teach eighth grade American history, and he's a middle school basketball coach to the Green Waves. Woo! Go Thanks, Green Shane. Waves! Go Green Waves! Yeah. <laughs> That's Sharon auditioning for a cheerleader spot on your team. <laughs> or Shane. the official announcer of, yeah. uh, of the arena. <laughs> oh, I'd probably take that. I've only got the one dance move. <laughs> Um, did we mention we mentioned that we were going to be taking a break just so that you know we will be back after Labor Day weekend hopefully Labor Day we stretch it out the whole weekend Uh, (laughs) hopefully yeah God willing Uh, but until then we wish you a great summer and thank you so much for finding us wherever it is that you do if you want to revisit old, old episodes feel free we'd be fine with that too um, but we appreciate that you're listening wherever in the world you are and for letting us know wherever in the world you are. So thank you very much for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.